This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Hey there, Scuttle Buddies. This is Rob, host of the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. When you grab your sunscreen and your blasters, don't grab just any sunscreen. Grab a bottle of Tuscan Tan. It's the only sunscreen rated to withstand a single reactor blast from the Death Star. And that can certainly come in handy when you're stationed at the Data Vault Archive on Scarif. You're listening to the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Target the base at Scarif. Single reactor ignition. Yes, sir. What is up, true believers and scuttle buddies from faraway lands? Welcome to a new edition of the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. I am Ro the Terrible, alongside my illustrious team of nerds, lady geeks, and butts to my scuttle. Everybody, uh, uh, tell the lovely folks who are listening from, let's see, Canada, Australia, the UK, folks from Florida, Texas, Chicago, Spain, and uh, everywhere else. Uh, what's going on, guys? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just, I'm what's, just uh, Brad. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> just Brad, just Brad. I'm just Brad. You're just Excellent. Brad. <laughs> All right, then I'll just be Chantal. Awesome. Very much uh, appreciated. Uh, so we got a special short topic show, something we call Quick Shots. Oh, no, no, no. That's that's wrong. That's not us. If you wanted Quick Shots, can't we can't make them mad. If you want Quick Shots, that's another, uh, that's another podcast. Um, but we are doing another edition of Quick Cuts. How do you, how do you trademark the words <laughs> Quick Shots? Let's not go there, Brad. But after a long hiatus <laughs> of these. Uh... Oh, how about, uh, how about, how about, how about, how uh... about. I'm going for row shot first. <laughs> row shot first. There you go. That's uh, perfect, perfect. But uh, yeah, we we uh, haven't done a quick shot since the last time. Uh, right, exactly. We haven't done a quick shot in a long time, but uh, these are short episodes. Uh, so the gang over in our Discord server made some selections, and we are going to give it our best to try and break them down. You guys ready? Yep. Always ready. Excellent, excellent. We invited some folks over to our Discord server, and uh, they made some folks made some suggestions in there. And uh, looking forward to talking to you guys about it. Let's uh, put uh, ten minutes on the timer because that's how we're going to do these shorties. One of our followers, Lord Asphyxis, aka CP Joker OC. Uh, asks about uh, the Joker 2 and Todd Phillips um, real fast. And I know, uh, Shanti, you loved the Joker. I did. And uh, Todd Phillips was the director. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, you are correct. All right. So uh, he asked uh, if we needed a follow-up to the Joker and uh, what our thoughts are on it. And I know, I think we have different opinions on the Joker, but uh, Chantel, you were uh, head over heels about the Joker, and obviously it was a great film, but uh, what do you think about a Joker 2? Do we need it? Nope. Mm -mm. In fact, I thought that, in fact, when the movie came out, there was so much news around the fact that there most likely would not be a sequel, and that's what I was really banking on, because to me, I thought it was fine the way it was as a standalone film i wasn't anticipating this being any kind of a like a dc marvel situation where we're going to get multiple movies out of this to me it's a film i 
I don't know if you guys categorize film and movie differently, but to me, that movie just needed to stay the way it was by itself. I think uh, I, I know what you're talking about. The difference between yeah. film and movie, uh, blockbuster and, and artsy fartsy, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um, I'm on board. I, I, I get what you mean. Brad, yeah. what do you think? What would you think of the Joker, first of all? I tell you what, I didn't want to see it. Um, you know, based like I, I thought their uh, the lead up to it was was completely lackluster. Uh, their advertising for it, I think, was completely subpar. Um, and uh, I was not looking forward to it at all. And uh, I saw it in theaters, and I was blown away by it because, you know, why do we need another Joker origin story? Um, but the spin that they put on it. Um, and the job that he did playing Joker, uh, it, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, you know, we, we've talked about this before. There's not much that shocks me anymore um, seeing movies, but that that had a couple couple times like holy crap. Um, but uh, you know, I'm kind of with you guys. Um, as much as um, you know, we love the character and stuff like that, and it's good to get into the psychology of, of Joker. I, I think it really does stand alone uh, on its own. And um, I, I think this one will fall to that sequel um, trap where it's gonna we're gonna compare it to the first one, and I, I don't know how you compare it to that one. I think that one is just so good, uh, piece of art, really, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I think comparable to uh, Chantal calling it a film instead of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I mean, I'll check it out most likely, but uh, I, I don't think we need it. Brad, you mentioned that we don't need another origin story for the Joker, but we haven't really gotten an origin story for the Joker unless you're, you know, you're really going back to the uh, the Tim Burton movies where um, where we see, you know, that iteration of, of the Joker with uh, Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, we haven't really gotten like none of the Nolan movies really gave you gave us a, an idea of who this this guy was beforehand. He just popped out of nowhere. He robbed the bank, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So um, there's no backstory in, in in those trilogies. Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, unless you want to consider the Killing Joke animated movie sure. that they did, that was the last thing. But even that got a little bit of heat because it didn't follow the graphic novel completely. But in terms of like a movie being in theater, a live action, not really, not a right. sole origin story. Yeah, and then you know, there's uh, you guys talked about his performance. I think there was another movie called "I Was Barely There," also with Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. and he he plays a very similar role. It's um, you know, I I don't know how to describe his character. He's uh, I I can't remember if he was an assassin or he's you know, uh, but his character kind of like flipped on a dime like mentally, and it was uh. I think I like that movie and his performance in that movie a little bit more for me than than the Joker. But um, again, you know, getting back to the original question, do we need a Joker too? We probably don't. But I know, you know, they're releasing the Batman, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if if they're starting to plan out that this is another universe for that character. And again, you know, Brad said uh, we didn't think uh, we'd get another or no shanti you said that we didn't uh, think we were going to get another joker after this mm-hmm. um but you know in hollywood money talks so yeah but i am with brad uh, you know i most likely will watch it anyway yeah i mean 
a lot of elements uh, in there that uh, I guess are worth exploring. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll definitely uh, you know buy my bag of popcorn, sit in the theater, and, and check it out. Any last thoughts on do we need a Joker two? I was gonna say they they do have some possibilities on storyline. Uh, whether they want to make it like Killing Joke or a uh, recent storyline in the comics, uh, Three Jokers, where there is uh, multiple Jokers, the original, and then, and, and then some people that work for him or that he uh, poisoned. Oh. Um, and those were really good storylines. Uh, so if they incorporate some of that, I, I think they could have some real potential there. I totally forgot about that. I think that would be great. I think that would be kind of a, a nice little twist to, uh, mm-hmm. to having a second uh, Joker movie. Um, yeah, I think that'd be great. Excellent. Any, uh, final thoughts on this, uh, 10 minutes worth of uh, Joker two. Do we need it? Yes or no? Long answer or short answer. Nope. But I'll watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I second that. Brad. Yep. Nope. But I will also watch it anyway. Our discussion on Star Wars continues. We uh, also had another question, again, from Lord Asphyxis, uh, CP Joker OC, in the server. We're talking about rumors and news uh, about a new Knights of the Old Republic game. And Brad, I know you were very fairly versed in in all things Expanded Universe. Uh, Were you a big uh, KOTOR fan? Yeah, huge, huge KOTOR fan. Uh, And even even when they came out with uh, SWOTOR, uh, a few years after that, um, not the most exciting game, um, but uh, it's it's Star Wars, and you know it still had uh, you know lots of characterization and stuff like that. Um, the uh, the open world Star Wars game. I'm not sure if those two stories are interconnected. Um, I mean, we've what every three months or six months somebody puts out, hey, they're making another Kotor or something or other, whether it's a, a video game or a movie. It's everybody just wishful thinking and then putting on the internet, uh, you know, we got this covered. We'll just make up a story uh, that there's some more KOTOR coming. Um, but, uh, you know, if if it's if the open world game uh, that they've been taught that they're developing is a an old Republic game, uh, then I am definitely here for it. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to play the open world game anyway, just because, um, you know, the sky's the limit and, and you know, getting to go anywhere in the Star Wars universe is amazing. Um, but if you set that in the time of the Old Republic, uh, where you have uh, Jedi, Sith, and Mandalorians are out there doing their thing, and uh, all the cartels are, are there uh, active, then uh, that, that would be a really exciting game. So I would definitely be here for that. I think that would be exciting. And again, you know, just uh, like you said, uh, you know, rumors uh, abound about uh, this new KOTOR game being developed, whether it's a revamped version of the old game or a complete, uh, you know, re-mocking of, 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 uh, of the story and or the characters plus the technology. So we don't know if we're getting a brand new game from, from the, you know, from scratch or if they're just kind of revamping the old stuff. Um, Shanti, are you familiar with Revan, Darth Revan, the story of uh, a very interesting character? Um, you want to give uh, her the cliff notes? Wasn't he, he was a Sith who was a Jedi who was a Sith or the other way around, something like that? Yeah, I, I, I did read a little bit before we started recording and I did see that there was a lot of debate about whether he's good or bad 
I guess, if you want to call him an anti-hero, I don't know how you categorize a character like that. But yeah, no, I was going to say I'm going to recuse myself <laughs> from this section because, yeah, no. But please, give me the cliff notes. I, I love to absorb. Yeah, so Revan is, is such an interesting character. Uh, the, the, the best part about the Revan character in, in the game, in the KOTOR game, is you wake up, you know, and you don't remember anything. And of course, you got to customize your character so you could choose between male and female and that's why there's some debate now as to whether we should uh revan should be a male or a female character uh, i don't know if you guys saw the female keanu reeves uh tweets that they had uh but um yeah so revan uh was a uh jedi master and uh through um he and he fought uh you know the mandalorians um but in the process um, fell to the dark side and became Darth Revan and uh, was an extremely um, powerful mm. Sith. Um, but uh, what happened was a bunch of Jedi got you know together and they they wiped Revan's mind, um, which you know brings up and um, there's some uh, DC and some Justice League stuff about that as well. Um, uh, Identity Crisis, if you guys have, have read that by Brad Meltzer. Uh, Justice League from a few years ago, but they anyway they they wiped uh, wiped Revan's mind, uh, so he did not remember uh, that he was a Sith Lord, and that's how you play the game. You go along, and then you can make decisions, and mm -hmm. that will affect whether you go to the light side or the dark side. Um, and uh, you know, eventually, if you know between the stories, the, the video games, and the books, uh, it does go back to the light side. Um, and that's why they say Revan, you know, maybe in the first great Jedi, if you want to call him that, um, you know, master of the light side and the dark side, uh, which kind of goes back to our discussion about Yoda. Was he right as far as, you know, once you start down the dark path, because uh, Revan was able to come back as well. Um, I, this is one of those characters where I think, um, you know, if they go back to this character, they're probably going to screw it up. Uh, Disney's going to do Disney's thing. Uh, and just make Revan as marketable as possible without worrying about backstory too much or a quality backstory. Um, so I am mm -hmm. very hesitant about them revisiting the character of Revan unless they stay very true to the original character, uh, which uh, Disney's not always too fond of doing. So great character. Uh, I think he, you know, he or she, you know, whichever way you played the game, uh, can just stay in lore as is. Yeah, and that was the question. Uh, you know, do we think that uh, they would uh, bring him into canon by staying true to the original story or revamping the entire game and revamping his story to kind of bring him into canon in a, in a new way? Um, and I know what you're saying, Brad. You know, a lot of people obviously are very attached to that character, as with a lot of Star Wars characters. So uh, whether this rumor pans out, and uh, like you said, I know we've been hearing rumors and stories about a new KOTOR game uh, or animation or something uh, for the last couple of years uh, on and off, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they, they probably stick uh, stick Revan in the, in the High Republic era since that's been their focus lately is the High Republic. Um, so I, I doubt they'd be able to, um, I doubt they'd be able to uh, stay true to the character enough to, to make the older fans happy on that. So I'd rather they did not revisit. Did we lose Chantel? Yep. Oh. I heard a beep. 
Yeah, I, th I thought and that was, was I, I thought that was my computer uh, messing up. It was at that moment we realized what that beep meant. Chantel had lost power to her place. Oh well, that's the way the Wookiee crumbles. <laughs> Power just flashed in the apartment, she says. Thought so. Well, at least her computer doesn't do a complete update every time it turns off, so that's good. You okay, Shanti? <laughs> yes. We heard, it's funny. I saw, we, the, we I saw a, the lights blink, and I'm like, ah, oh, Yeah, we heard a beep, and then you went like this, and then you just froze. Because <laughs> I saw the flashing, and I'm like, well, there goes the internet. And it's been raining here all day, so yeah. I was actually surprised it didn't happen earlier. All right, sounds good. And our last question for tonight's episode, Shannon Smith. Name sound familiar, Brad? Uh, just a little bit. I think we have just a little bit, little bit of history with Shannon. Absolutely, Shannon. I think, uh, you know, we always talk about uh, who must have been our very first follower, and it's it's between Shannon Smith and Ali K. Uh, so, uh, you know, if we do a contest... Uh, we're going to have to pit them against each other because I, I think uh, one of them, if not both of them, were, were our very first. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I'm kind of on Team Shannon here. I think she might have inched him out by uh, like six hours or something. <laughs> so we got another question from Shannon, our last question from our Discord server. And if you guys uh, we will probably put out the invitation uh, throughout the uh, weekend to see if anybody else wants to join us in the Discord server. We uh, talk spoilers uh, when it comes to Bad Batch or anything Star Wars or comic books and uh, some other nice little scare scuttlebutt discussions. But uh, Shannon's got another question for us talking about uh, taking on the role of Willy Wonka in a prequel type uh, project for Willy Wonka. And um, I think I copied the name wrong. Timothy, what was it, Shanti? Chalamet. Chalamet. Very, mm -hmm. very French. Wee oui, wee. Oui, yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> having him take on the role of Willy Wonka in a prequel. And I know, you know, it, it seems like Hollywood has been, uh, I don't want to say grasping at straws here, but it seems like uh, they're taking some old classic stories and kind of... Uh, going back in time and trying to figure out uh, who these characters were before, you know, we first met them. Um, and I know you just saw Cruella Shanti. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody is kind of uh, giving their opinions on it. I know it's uh, in theaters and also on Disney plus premium, but um, what, uh, what are your thoughts about not only, you know, Willy Wonka and Cruella, but, uh, you know, movies going back in time and kind of, uh, or back in the story and kind of picking, uh, an element of the story and kind of giving you a little bit more, um, you know, like Cruella, like, uh, if they do a Willy Wonka prequel story, the Willy Wonka thing is kind of weird because it's such a classic story. I don't know if I want any uh, additional material for Willy Wonka. Sometimes I, I think sometimes Hollywood needs to just kind of chillax and leave the classics alone, but who am I? I'm just a podcaster. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on it, everybody? I think the well has dried up. Mm. Is how I feel about it. Um, I never read the book, so I don't know how much backstory is even given about Willy Wonka in the book itself. But I grew up with the Gene Wilder version. Sure. And honestly, for me, what makes that character so great is actually him being mysterious and actually not knowing so much about him. So to be quite honest, 
I don't, I guess I always wonder what is your goal by doing this? You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not really, no, it is. And I get it. It is money. I understand. But I, uh, I, I wasn't really thrilled about it. When I saw the news, I was, that, that was my first reaction. I was like, really? Yeah. I was like, do we really need this? And same thing with the Cruella. I did enjoy the movie, mm -hmm. but as someone who's very familiar with the original animated movie and watched the Glenn Close version, just the ending alone didn't match up, didn't line up with either movie. I Again, I don't know what Disney's goal was for the movie because at the end of the day i'm a dog person and at the end of the day we know that she turns into somebody that wants to kill puppies for a coat so what are you what are you trying to do i can only have so much sympathy for a character like that and i felt like that's what they were trying to do is draw a little sympathy for the character mm, interesting a little rede mm -hmm. a little redemption arc yeah, I mean, again, and going, and this even ties into Joker. Like, I understand the psychology of it. They give you an explanation as to why she is the way she is towards Dalmatians or whatever. But again, I was still like, this still doesn't excuse her for she what she wants to do in the original movies. So again, what what is the point of this? Like, why are you going back? Right. I mean, I like villains because they're bad, and I mean that's why they're villains. Sure. I don't, I don't need that explanation. I just don't. Yeah, Brad. What do you think? Uh, well, she stole most of my thunder. I mean, I, she, I think I think she nailed it because. Uh, well, I'm about to be. Uh, I'll preface this without I'm about to be a hypocrite because I really liked the Maleficent movie. Uh, I thought that was a really cool uh, backstory uh, telling. I think Angelina Jolie did a really good job on that one, um, and just just an amazing story. Um, and, and visually, it was is really it was really fun to watch. But, um, you know, we, we've talked about this a little bit before. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm with Shanti. I, I, I have a problem with these, these movies making us sympathize with the villain. The villain is just supposed to be the villain. They're, you know, good, good and evil. Um, you know, the, the prequels uh, showed how Anakin fell to the dark side um, by not staying true to his principles and the principles of the Jedi. Um, but... Although it showed how he got there, um, I personally didn't feel that much sympathy towards him. Uh, he made all the wrong decisions to, to get there. So it was interesting to see how he got there. And it was interesting to see how actually love uh, could, could get you there uh, or, you know, his, his idea of love uh, could get you there. Um, but it didn't really make you feel too much sympathy for him. But it did add to his character. Uh, the stuff that's that's come out, uh, you know, recently over the last 10, 15 years uh, makes you want to sympathize. Uh, and I think she hit the, the nail on the head, makes you want to sympathize with the villain. Um, even to some extent, people were, were siding with with Joker like I, you're not supposed to, to do that. He's he's psychotic. He's a he's he's a serial killer. Um, so don't find yourself uh, relating to to a serial killer. Um, you know, life sucks sometimes, but, uh, you can't let yourself fall to that. Um, so, you know, I, am not here for the backstories so much. I don't like sympathizing with a villain. And as far as Willy Wonka goes, um, I think Gene Wilder is the only Willy Wonka, uh, Johnny Depp, uh, an amazing actor, but, um, he's going to be himself. And 
I don't know what that was in, in that movie. Like all the weird PTSD stuff that he had going uh, the entire movie where he would just start twitching um, and then have all these, uh, you know, Vietnam flashbacks and stuff. Uh, the, the, it was just just weird. Um, and, uh, you know, I think Gene Wilder just nailed it. And uh, that was sufficient. Uh, I'm not familiar with the with the new actor, um, but I don't think we need another Willy Wonka prequel. So I'm not too uh, excited for that one. It's funny that you liked Maleficent because I watched it. And while I agree, Angelina Jolie was, I mean, wow, she really did do a good job. But again, as someone who grew up with the Disney movies, Again, are you doing these to actually tie them to the original? Are they supposed to be standalone? Because quite frankly, that movie didn't line up at all with the animated movie. I thought it was so strange. Like the fact, spoiler alert if anyone hasn't watched it by now. I thought it was weird that she's the one that actually wakes up Sleeping Beauty versus the prince. I don't know. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater. And it just... It didn't make sense to me. I didn't get it, but it was beautifully done. Yeah, it was. Um, and she was, she really was the perfect choice. I couldn't, can't think of anybody else playing her. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, how they did it made it kind of heart-wrenching uh, how she became who she was. Um, but uh, just like, you know, comic mm -hmm. books, sometimes, you know, they, they revisit, you know, we've we talked about Joker. Sometimes they'll revisit and it's uh, completely. So, yeah, I don't consider that one connected at all. Um, I think that's more of a, an alternate universe uh, telling of the story. I can accept that then. You know, what do you guys think about uh, uh, presenting these characters? Um, there's definitely a difference between, you know, what you said, Chantel, about having the companies try to create these characters and present them in a more, I guess, sympathizing light versus... Uh, let's take uh, Darth Vader, for example, what George Lucas did almost as a life lesson. Look at these choices that were made. These are the wrong choices. You should, you know, strive for this in opposed to that. Um, are those two ways of presenting these these antagonists different or do you see similarities? It is funny that I don't know why, but I do accept it with Star Wars, but. I don't accept it with other certain movies, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I mean, like I, actually, I, like right. being okay with getting backstory on Star Wars. Yeah, and I hear what you guys are saying. I think that you know, there's definitely some similarities because you know, obviously, Darth Vader, he's he's the bad guy of the OT, and then all of a sudden, you know, fast rewind to to the prequel trilogy, and he's this little kid who grew up making these, you know, god-awful choices for the reasons that he did. But it's just interesting to, to kind of differentiate the two. I think it's like Brad said, though, I don't ever feel like they were trying to make Anna Anakin so sympathetic, though, in the prequels. If I felt bad for anybody in the prequels, it was actually Obi-Wan Kenobi and then what he put Padme through. And that is the major difference right there. You, yeah, that that's my whole thing. Thing. I never really, you know, yeah, it sucks what happened to him. I, every time I watch Revenge of the Sith, it's awful, but I feel bad more for Obi-Wan at, at that point. I mean, what, what they're doing now, it's been said that, you know, Darth Vader's, you know, the the Hitler of the, of the Star Wars universe. Hitler was an evil man. Uh, but what they're doing these days, they would go back and make a movie about him. You know, he, he had a rough mm -hmm. childhood. He, you know, 
failed out of art school. Uh, you know, World War One wasn't uh, good for him at all. Had issues as soon as he got back from that. Are, are you going to tell that story and try to make people have sympathy for what the hell Hitler did in World War Two and leading up to that? Like that's that's what they're doing. Um, and there's there's no need for that. Um, but yeah, that's right. what they're doing in Hollywood. And, and, as, and as far as what you said about the the well drying up, we quite literally have the most brain power on this planet that we've ever had in, in the history of this planet. So I don't see how the hell it's possible that the well could possibly be dried up um, there. I don't, I don't know what the aversion is to creating new characters and, and telling new stories. I don't see, I mean, now we're, we're not even recycling stuff for the first time. We're recycling stuff for the second, third, maybe fourth time. Like, why? Uh, you know, you, there's so much brain yeah. power mm-hmm. in, in Hollywood and everywhere else. I don't understand why we keep revisiting the same stuff. The, it's, the it's, well being dried up. It's just reboot after yeah, reboot. I don't, that, 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 that's no excuse. And uh, that's definitely a topic for another show. You know, we've got uh, some new movies uh, coming out that are brand new concepts, a little sci-fi flavor here. But, uh, um, yeah, definitely we have to remember that, uh, you know, Hollywood is a business and they want the quick fix, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fast. They want the money to uh, pile up on uh, something that has already been, you know, tried and tested with either, you know, old franchises or old IPs, old uh, movies that they can kind of rehash and retell. Um, and unfortunately, that's that's the safe bet. And movies that are coming out that may be a little different, you know, might take a little extra time to find an audience uh, to build a following. And, um, you know, nobody wants to wait uh, that long to make their money back. These are movies that are, you know, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it would be unheard of to uh, know that a movie costs $200 million to make. Uh, you've got, mm-hmm. uh, you know, movies. One of the first movies was, I think, was Titanic uh, that kind of reached that production budget. Um, and it was all over the news. And nowadays, $200 million is just a drop in the bucket for, for especially, obviously, movies, uh, you know, like the movies that we like to talk about, uh, the sci-fi and the fantasy and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But We'll see what happens in the future, um, but uh, yeah, looking forward to, to some new stuff, absolutely, instead of the rehash stuff. Excellent. Any last thoughts on our uh, quick little quick cuts show before we sign off? This has been a really great uh, quick little discussion on some of our topics. Uh, Brad, final thoughts? Well, I'm pretty sure this might be the first show. I think we shot down everything, didn't we? We uh, Shot down Joker, shot down Revan, (laughs) shot shot down Cruella and uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah. Uh, so this might be uh, our most negative show ever, and it was what a positive yeah, it was, show. Yeah. It was a nice show for being completely negative. <laughs> so, uh, but I think that's a first for us. What a bunch of negative Nancys! <laughs> negative we are. Nancys. We're trying to cash in on that. We're trying to cash in on yeah. that negativity that we got going Fucking around. Fucking Debbie Downers over here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm sorry. Is... These are my final thoughts. Enough with the reboots. Enough with the sequels. Oh, you're going to love the graphic I'll make for this one.
And that's how we'll end it. But uh, I want to do a quick shout out to uh, one of our patrons. Uh, he is um, probably one of the best patrons that we and the rest of the Red 5 Network has. Uh, Nicholas Schaefer, Backyard Tardis. He sent me a little card that says, Aww. Yo the best, uh, with a little <laughs> message inside thanking us. Uh, and Brad, he names you as well, thanking us for... Uh, doing all the work and all the uh, footwork, the fancy footwork and, and starting the Red 5 Network. I, I think we build a great community and uh, folks like, uh, uh, you know, our patrons are, are, are part of why we do this. So, uh, you know, getting uh, out of that uh, negativity that we uh, just kind of uh, alluded to. But uh, thank you, Nick. You are uh, one of the best podcast listeners out there uh i'm sure the rest of the red five network thank you for your patronage and uh the rest of our patrons as well we've uh i'll play the uh thank you patron uh clip during this time because uh i don't remember everybody but uh absolutely thank you everyone Hey, what's up, podcast family? Ro here. Just wanted to give our patrons a heartfelt thank you, wonderful folks who have found it in their hearts to support the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. We're super lucky to have you. Folks like Amanda, Jedi Caligula 89, Joey Rosales, The Salty Crew, Alex and Matt, super fan of many of the pods on the Red 5 Network, Backyard Tardis, Nicholas Schaefer, what's up Nick? Chad at Hyperspace and Holocrons, Jay from Florida, and our newest patron, Frank V. Big thanks and a returning patron in the executor tier, 97 Bravo. Huge respect, my friend. We thank you all for your support. And if you want to become more involved in the Scare of Scuttlebutt community and feel like becoming a patron, head over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. And don't forget, it's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. What's up, Scarif Podcast listeners? Thanks for listening to that short Quick Cuts episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. I just want to say that this will be the last episode for Brad for a while. As you know, Brad is an enlisted man serving our country out in the high seas, and we wish him the very best and a safe journey wherever he may find himself. We're going to miss you, buddy, but uh, we'll keep the discussion going until you come back, hopefully in the fall. So on behalf of Brad and Chantel, Make sure to grab your blasters and your sunscreen, because it's always sunny on Scarif. And that's the Scuttlebutt. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network.